0: to be born, we didn't sign up for this, this messed up world with all its broken machines that we inhabit.
1: You guys, this is Richard Sachs here on Lost Arts Radio and welcome back. This is a show I've been looking forward to for many months and it's an old friend that I'm meeting for the first time, Dr. Christian Northrup, and she's been doing incredible work that's been in preparation for her whole life and probably more than that. Uh, conventional medical doctor, OBGYN, and now a teacher of... Women's health and life and spirituality And teacher for all of uh, humanity Not only women But that's where her focus comes from And um, she's the author of a lot of great books Which are all described on her website Also her extensive medical background is, And speaking background And television background And all kinds of videos are there too Lots of stuff to study And um, we're in a situation right now In the world where Not just inspiration, but inspiration in general connected to specifics that can be done and changed and upgraded in people's lives are really important. So we get a little chance to talk about that. And welcome, Dr. Northrup. This is going to be fun. Thank you. My
2: pleasure. My pleasure to be there.
1: Yeah. So one of the things, you know, I thought how we would use this time because we've got a little bit of time but it's going to go by in a flash because there there's enough to talk about for weeks and weeks without a break and and not cover all of it so i thought what can we do to not just necessarily repeat what you've been on video hundreds of times saying you know one more time because it's yeah it, no we could, we could make better use of the time and yeah. you know there are general principles that have been forgotten and more than principles identities that people have forgotten and walking around feeling disempowered and out of touch with themselves for totally unaware that they have a normal state that's miraculous and that's capable of dealing with whatever is around us and more in fact stronger than what's necessary and we're just disconnected from it so a lot of the the doctors and scientists and other people on the internet now that are talking about what's happening even some of them don't grasp the full extent of it i would say and are saying well the disease is not that bad the covid19 disease that supposedly comes from this virus is not that bad because the here are the death rates and things what they don't Mention most of them is that That all comes from the PCR procedure Which is not, not even a diagnostic test So in reality This so-called pandemic That we're in the middle of The number of clinic Not clinically but laboratory diagnosed Cases is zero Because yeah. you can't use that Test for that It's not Carrie Mullis explained it Right
2: Yeah so it's, it's uh, the architecture Of the pandemic. Is the right. PCR test, and the PCR test is garbage. So there you yeah. have it.
1: And it's not like it's a little bit inaccurate. It's just not a diagnostic test.
2: No, right. no. It's like um, you're baking a cake, and instead of sugar, you use salt.
1: Would that yeah, work? Exactly. And, and it's not a mistake. No. It's, it's perfect for what it's being used for. Mm-hmm. which is terrifying everybody and generating any figures you want. You can make them go up or go down by adjusting the cycle threshold setting and not mention, of course, that it's not even a diagnostic test. And you can prove that vaccines are effective by turning the settings down or yeah. that a president is better by turning the settings down and or that a new variant came up by turning the settings up. It's actually perfect.
2: Actually, and, you're, you're right. It's uh, it's. Actually, frankly, if you look at it this way, I was having a conversation with Dr. Patar and we were discussing uh, Napoleon Hill's last book, Outwitting the Devil. Mm-hmm. And we decided that if you wanted to wake up humanity fast, you couldn't do a better job than what they're doing here. Exactly. And, you know, and you've got to see it that way. So there's a couple things that I would say to people, mm-hmm. because I'm continually astounded by a couple things one that anyone would even even go and get this test two that anyone would get the shot um three that anyone would think masking a child is a good idea but i have to tell you there are many people um someone just told me that they mm-hmm. took their three-year-old in to be tested and you know stuck the swab up to the blood-brain barrier i'm going to tell you something for your audience that. Um, is hard to hear. But if this is in fact, it it is an ascension journey for humanity, but it's also a very quick evolution of humanity. And if you are someone who cannot see this agenda and is willing to mask your children and give them a experimental biologic, after we've gone through thalidomide, And DES, in my profession, I know how this works. I've seen it. Right. And maybe, maybe it's a good thing that your particular line of reasoning is probably not going to survive.
1: That is one way to look at it. Um, You know, it's, you know, personally, when I look at it that way, I, I see that the people that are, I mean, there's so many deep issues underlying what's usually addressed in these conversations. And one of them is the people that you're describing that are displaying unconsciousness. yeah, yeah. And and very defensive usually and sometimes aggressive and combative with it because they know subconsciously it's not true, so they have to put extra effort into defending it. And what I'm seeing in those people is that all of that... False identity that they're Feeling is them It's not them any more than It would be us But the mind programming is where it's coming from And my interest is in how, how Could that mind program be removed You know because I think If that's possible which it looks To me like it is for anybody Yeah at least in theory That you could take That right to the perpetrators of the whole Agenda and the same would apply to them, too, if we got strong enough. And it's the question that that brings up is, how strong is our forgotten normal state? And I think it's really strong.
2: <laughs> that, that's a, Okay, now we're right on the cusp of it. Um, I agree that we're really strong. I read. I wrote this book uh, in 2018, Dodging Energy Vampires, yeah. An Empath's Guide to Evading Relationships that Drain You and Restoring Your Health and Power. Good subject. One of the issues with people like us, the mm-hmm. people who see the grand potential of humanity, is that many of us are born with what's called a negative ego. We don't have an egomaniacal bone in our bodies. So we're born with a negative ego. We're constantly looking for things to improve about ourselves. And we give everyone the benefit of the doubt. We see the good in everyone, even if it's not going to manifest for 200 years. We stay in relationships that kill us, uh, thinking that if you could just use your human potential and goodness to help these people see what's really going on, then everything would be fine. We have the patience of a saint. And there's a whole group of people, uh, Peter Reagan, the Mm. conscience of psychiatry, who, as you know, um, brought down the prefrontal lobotomy Mm. and wrote questioning Prozac. He wrote a book called The Global Predators, We Are the Prey. And I've also worked with George Simon, A psychologist who wrote In Sheep's Clothing. And for 30 years, he has been training psychologists and mental health workers in the concept of personality disorder, cluster B, we call it in psychiatry. What he points out is, we believe that only people who've been hurt in childhood are capable of hurting others. And he said this is the big mistake. And this is what they use against us. Mm. They know we believe this. He said, it's It's not that they're wounded. Think cat with a mouse. And everyone has seen a cat with a mouse, and it's kind of horrifying. Right. Uh, it's horrifying. The guts are hanging out of the mouse. The cat's all excited. The pupils are dilated. Yeah. That is what a sociopath will do with a normal, compassionate, loving human. So the first order of business, and this took me a lifetime, a lifetime, the first order of business is to understand what you're actually working with. We can have an intellectual discussion that in 15 lifetimes, they may see, uh, what they've been doing. The discussion though, is how are you going to preserve yourself? And, uh, Sandra Brown, who wrote Women Who Love Psychopaths, a book I wouldn't even touch for years because the cover was too horrifying. And I thought it can't be that bad. She uh, actually discovered a group of, and in her case, women, believe me, there are plenty of men with the same thing. They they marry um, black widows and they think they can help them. And you can never help that kind of woman. And these good men end up as dried husks by the side of the road, and she's gone off and married three more times by the time they wake up and get that they couldn't help her. But in any case, what Sandra Brown pointed out was that some of us are born with what are called super traits. And she's done the research at Purdue that uh, nails this. And these are super traits of compassion, loyalty, um, can-do attitude, and a belief that they can't be hurt a belief that this is not going to be dangerous for them. These are women, by and large, she worked with, she worked with a bunch of women who came to codependency support groups. And many, many, many of them were not the battered women on welfare at all. They were doctors, lawyers, CEOs, uh, women who were very much the top of their game, but in relationship with total losers right and so she wondered how this how could this be well what it is is that these women brought the same skills to their relationship that they did to their company so they're very good at getting Mm. it done so so you figure you've got a guy and he looks like he's great but there's a little you know there's a little fixer-upper things So she thinks she can fix the person now we're now this is the horns of the dilemma of all of earth right now and that is are you willing to do what it takes to work on yourself and not think you need to fix anyone else and not think that you're here to rescue anyone else are you willing to empower someone to do the work but not do the work for them. This has been a lifetime for me. As Carolyn Mace, way back in the 80s, did a first reading on me and she said, you are a rescue addict. Do you hear me? You are a rescue addict and your heartbeat has changed in the last however long. And I knew she was right On the mark. So, I want to give you the current level of that in my life. So, way back then, I once got a call from a patient of mine. Her daughter was at another hospital in labor and they were about to do a C section. And my patient, the mother, said, Could you please call that doctor and save my daughter from having a C section? And now, here's the sick part. I was almost tempted to do it. I mean, come on. That is so far along. The woman has chosen this doctor. She's in labor. Yeah. She's in trouble. And I'm going to now call this other doctor and say, hey, you know, have you considered I'm like, no. Well, here's the latest version of that. Last year, I began to have a daily conversation with my audience whoever that was it was mm-hmm. a, a, a new audience who saw what was happening and many many of the people that I had been in touch with for thir- 30 years told me they were going to burn my books and whatever happened to me you know all the usual stuff you know and I thought yeah well, right yeah I haven't changed but you're not keeping up okay
1: yeah
2: um so I had a woman who followed me every single day And we called ourselves, you know, the warriors of the radical light, you know, as opposed to right, because we didn't care, right, left, that's ridiculous. Sure. So she then sends me a letter this spring. And she says, well, you know, I looked at both sides, and I decided to get the Pfizer shot. After I have spent a year and a half telling people, this is probably not a good, she decided to get the Pfizer shot. Okay, now, she had tons of energy, ran circles around her family. Now she can barely walk. And the worst part is she had met the man of her dreams and was having the best sex of her entire life, multiply, orgasmic, all of it. (sighs) Except now after the shot, she can't feel a thing. Now here's the deal. Here's the hook for me. She says, I'm afraid that if I go into my regular doctors, they're not going to believe me and they won't be able to help me so I'm now coming to you. Do you have any any thoughts for me? And my thought for her is, I want to throw you across the room. What right. the hell were you thinking? You listened to me for a year and a half, but you decided to go ahead and get it, and now you're coming to me. I'm
1: done. No. Did she ha- did she have any response to that?
2: I didn't tell her. I just didn't even answer. I can't. Okay. I can't even answer. And now I'm getting calls regularly. Okay, my mother is in the emergency room or my mother just entered the hospital. They put her on a ventilator. Right. Can you get me some ivermectin? No. It's like it's too late, people. Right. I've been really my whole career, really, when you think of it, 30, 40 years of this is how you stay healthy. Right. But I, what I own is that my own path has been that of a rescue addict. And now I'm angry at myself for the part of me that actually does want to go in and rescue them. You right. That's what yeah. it really is. It's okay. not really them. It's my opportunity to check out how are you doing with that addiction? How are you doing with
1: that? You know, I, I don't know if you've found the same thing, but what I'm noticing is if you're upset with somebody, there's always the major element is upset with yourself.
2: Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And yeah. when I was saying helping other people and that we have this forgotten, incredible, unlimited strength and we can cure demons and who kn- who knows who else, I didn't mean that you should go out and try that at home. <laughs> <laughs> My, what, what I was, what I was meaning is that if yeah. you just fully focus on working on yourself, yeah, permanently, not until you're ready, just permanently, that yeah. in the course of that, you're going to start having an automatically stronger effect on other people, including the worst ones. So okay. it doesn't because if you try to do that early, they can take you down. And the really bad ones will just eat you.
2: Yes, int- this is true. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if you just forget that, and in order to be selfless and help the world, you s- are hundred percent devoted to helping yourself. It's the most generous thing you can do. Yeah.
2: Yes, it is. And sense. and by the outer world, that is seen as selfish.
1: Yeah, exactly. Did you yeah. did you ever get a chance to read the Lord of the Rings trilogy? No. Okay. Well, a lot of symbolic stuff in there. Oh and yeah. At one, at one point, this exiled king represents any of us was being uh, accompanying a war party to go save a city, representing you know whatever good is in humanity, I guess. And he left the war party and went under the mountain instead to recruit a lot of otherworldly help, without which he saw that it couldn't be won. And they all thought he was a coward and a traitor. Yeah. And that represents helping yourself and coming out with the other side with enough power without your own effort to change the outcome.
2: There you go. It's right there. We need yeah. to call on... The angels and the divas and God and Jesus and whoever else we need to call on unseen help that's there ready to help. Yeah. He is. Yeah. You've got to ask. And you've got to ask sincerely. And so people are now asking me a lot. Okay. I've had the shot. I didn't know any better. Right. Now I do. What can I do? And I always say the very first thing that has to happen is you need to repent in the original meaning of the word, not repent. You're a, a lousy sinner and you're worthless. You know, uh, Yeah. You know. I remember the general confession of the Episcopal church when I grew up, you know, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep and there is no health in us. But, um, you know, dear father, please forgive us. And I remember it being 11 years old sitting in the pew listening to this, and I thought, I'm 11, and I haven't had this much time to get this bad. Like, I just I just knew this, <sighs> is, this doesn't apply to me. So, when I say repent, I'm talking about that you missed the mark. You didn't wow. know, and therefore, you are asking forgiveness for what you did not know, and then the divine comes in. It's the yeah. same way with, let's say that you don't want to go along with these mandates, which are not laws. Right. You you literally put a line in the sand and you say, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I don't care what happens to me out there in the outer world. This is my line in the sand. And when you do that and you mean it, you get on scene help.
3: But yeah, when exactly. you're
2: waiting when you're waiting for a law, the government, your husband, somebody, yeah, you're never going to get that help, you will never know the power that you're talking about you will never you will never know it but i a lot of us now, I'm sure you're feeling this um having so many so many experiences of divine guidance, right. right now, uh in this past year and a half, more uh-huh. than more than ever before.
1: When things get worse, it gets more accessible. Yeah. That's right. So you're talking about the invitation being required. Yes. And I think that's a really deep point because people don't realize we're inviting the opposite without knowing it because we're so used to it. You know? <laughs> It's what people call manifesting, right? And they say, how can we we manifest something? And they don't realize that's all they do 24 hours a day. And it's (laughs) what they see around them is because they manifest it. That's
2: it. Uh, That's what I tell people. Would you like to know what you believe? Look around. Yeah. Look around.
1: But that means taking responsibility that you have power. That's it. Otherwise, that's just somebody else's fault.
2: Well, and look at, I think this is what we are at the end of. Um, Do you know, Václav Havel wrote a book way back, The Power of the Powerless. It's not real power, but it's the power of the Black Lives Matter movement, for example. Right. Um, It's the power of the Me Too movement, for example. It's you did it to me, you no good dirty dog, and I'm going to make you pay
1: the power we, to remain a victim basically
2: how did we seriously last year when cities were being looted and destroyed and uh there were you know mayhem in the streets that was okay right. but i was a little worried about having a solstice celebration at my house because i was worried that my neighbors were going to report me to the
1: police yeah
2: yeah and and if you can't see that yeah um you're in a great state of delusion Um, you were mentioning earlier about the people in the victim mode and the people who've done these things that deep inside they they know it's not a good idea, but they want to blame someone else. So I have two instances just from the last couple of days. One is a pediatric cardiologist who's a friend of mine. He had a young woman come in. She plays sports. Her mother had just taken her to get the um, the juice, as a friend of mine calls it, or the gibber um, jab.,
0: yeah.
2: and uh, she was having heart problems. So we know that this shot <laughs> is associated with myocarditis in young people, particularly athletes. Right. So he said to the mother, It would be a good idea for a couple weeks now or a month. Don't have her play sports. just just let the heart rest. We don't want any permanent cardiac damage. The mother, reported him to the Board of Registration in Medicine.
1: Whoa, he could lose his license if she did. Correct. Correct.
2: He was being a good doctor. The mother felt so guilty about having the girl get the shot that she wanted to go with the mainstream narrative, which is the shot is safe and effective. The shot is safe and effective, and you lunatic anti-vaxxers yeah. are way off, right? Right. And so what she wanted to do is side with the official officialdom uh, and be taken off the hook. Because exactly. here she is now with a daughter who's an athlete who has a heart problem from something that did not need to be done.
0: Yeah,
1: she, she could, could realize it's her there. fault.
2: That's right. And we had another one. um who um, decided she was going to blame our lawyer on the fact that uh, she didn't? She didn't want her daughter to get the shot, but she was having trouble with getting an exemption and a religious mm-hmm. exemption and a medical exemption. Anyway, she, long and short of it, she just she just decided it was easiest to get her daughter to get the shot so she could continue in school. Right. And now she is blaming the lawyer for telling her that it would probably be difficult to get a religious exemption. She didn't even try, but wow. she's now blaming the lawyer. So that's, you made me do it. You know, you made me do it. So this is what is up close and personal right now, right this very minute, that uh, is asking me to take a look at what what do I do to take care of myself? Now, right this very minute, I've been on an airplane like or going somewhere every, every weekend for a right. long time. And I was supposed to go away again this weekend for something fun. And then I realized I, I can't do it. I cannot look at My suitcase to pack. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. So I've just I've just canceled that because I got a a little tiny, not much cough, just a little. And I remember years ago, I had to go to New York City to meet a group of people who were coming in from Thailand and everywhere to meet for a business trip. And I was I was sick. I had a cold and I was in bed sick, but a snowstorm was coming.
1: Mm-hmm. And so my
2: assistant called me and she said, if we're going to get to New York, we got to go today. Yeah. And I got up out of bed and I got on that plane and the next day I could barely talk. There was a snowstorm in New York City. By the time I got home, I had pneumonia.
1: Wow. And
2: it's, but wow. I knew that this was taking a big risk and I didn't want to let down the people who had come all the way from thailand
1: but you didn't listen to that really quiet inner guidance that says maybe this is not the thing to do
2: oh i listened but i did it anyway
1: (laughs) okay i meant yeah sorry you you didn't agree Uh,
2: no i i just thought here's what we do i thought all right i can overcome this and i believe there is a place for that. I, I grew up with a mother who loved uh, mountain climbing and hiking. And so we were always, you know, camping in the rain and climbing mountains with a backpack and all that. So I learned right. early on that we all have more reserve than we think we do, which is a right. very important thing to know. Right. Very. Yeah.
1: Important. Oh yeah.
2: But then there's that edge. What is, what is too much? You know, how, There's a group of distance runners, the Mm -hmm. extreme sports people, who tend to die early because they don't know what that edge is. They don't know their
1: willpower is stronger than that heart muscle. Basically, yeah,
2: yeah, (laughs) yeah. I have a friend who damaged her heart in the uh, training for the Iditarod.
1: Yeah, she literally permanently damaged her heart. So there's a balance that is missing in those that, cases, right?
2: That's it. And then, but look at the culture of those um, of physical fitness and the extreme sports and, sure. and all of that. The shaming, yeah. Like, come on, you weenbag! You know, you can do it. Oh, what a pussy! You know, all of that yeah, stuff. Right. When part of our job as spirits in a physical body, yeah, is to learn. The exquisite balance, I want to give you an example because I learned this with Dr. John Duyard at his clinic out in Boulder years ago. I took the whole family and he'd written a book called Body, Mind and Sport. Mm-hmm. And John talked about breathing through your nose. So don't ever extend yourself uh, at a at a level where the exertion is beyond Breathing through your nose. Because if you do, you're going to be creating a lot of free radical damage.
1: Oh, he puts
2: you on a treadmill. You'd breathe in through your nose, out through your nose. Put you on a treadmill. And then he'd gradually rise the, raise the incline. Yeah. And you're still breathing through your nose. And then the minute you couldn't, the minute you started to want to breathe through your mouth. He'd that's, go, your, that's your score on the stress test, basically. Yeah, we're out of here. We're out of here. And then he'd right put the thing down and then you'd spend a couple minutes just walking and then he'd put the incline up more Uh and you would go longer the second time breathing through your nose because you were asking your lungs your cardiovascular system to give you more right again you'd go up to the limit and then boom we're out of here when you wanted to breathe, through your mouth. So it's you a, a new it. new model of cardio
1: training, basically.
2: It, and it was, and he trained people to go up Everest with no oxygen, wow. by teaching wow. them how to optimally optimally use their lungs and their cardiovascular system. And then, of course, we've got Wim Hof who comes along, you yeah. know, and swims under the ice. But it's the same. It's the same principle: is that we're capable. Of far more than we think, but you don't have to go beyond where you're so uncomfortable, you're damaging yourself. And here's the thing, for each one of us, that edge, that threshold is different. Right. And what Duyard pointed out is that most people experience their first truly adverse event with their physical bodies uh-huh. in middle school sports.
1: in middle school sports because they don't recognize it as that though
2: no but the kids are you know so you got the wiry little kids who are 12 going Mm. on eight and then you've got the kids who are fully mature Uh and already want to have sex so you've got all that group together so the little kid can climb the gym rope no problem the mature kid who's a little overweight can't possibly and feels like a golemics and never gets picked for the team. Right. Uh, And so therefore this time of your life, when you set a pattern about yourself in mind from peer pressure and so on, Mm. is I I think that Deweyart said 50% of people experience their bodies as inadequate in middle school. And I think frankly, with what's happening now on the planet, First thing I would do is get rid of middle school everywhere. How
1: about all the other schools? Yeah, pretty much all the other schools. <laughs> I mean, they're too dangerous to go to.
2: Well, they are. And, you know, I put my two daughters through Brown and Yale. Yeah. And at the time, I thought that was a really good idea.
1: Yeah, it's supposed
2: to be. Um, you know, because that seemed, well, ooh, yeah. Not such a good idea, turns out.
1: Um, well, only what they're teaching, yeah.
2: No, I mean they had some amazing amazing learning and professors and just wonderful experiences. But what happened when the when the pandemic started is my one daughter said I thought the people that I went to college with were smart. Right. But they're leaving their mail in a mail in the mailbox for 3 days because they're afraid of a virus. And then they're not doing any takeout meals because they're afraid something would be on the food. And I thought, they clearly never learned terrain theory versus germ theory. They never learned uh, Antoine Beauchamp versus Louis Pasteur.
1: Right.
2: And so they're going around, starting probably from a very young age, you know, where the mother's like, don't sit on the toilet seat. You could catch something, all of that. That gets internalized very, very deeply. And of course, the mainstream media and big pharma, they know this. So they've carried out this psyop with a well ensconced terror of germs. Yeah. That we've had. Oh, you remember all those ads with the mother spraying Lysol all over the place? Yeah, planet? exactly. You know, if I get on a plane now, they hand me that thing. I go, no, I'm working on my
1: microbiome. No, thank you. But on the airplane, they still don't let you breathe, right? They make you wear it oh, no, the whole time. No,
2: they don't. So what you do, you you know, you know, just get a mask that's very, very porous, but it looks exactly. like it's fine. You, you just do that. It's still, though, still the human being knows that this is not supposed to be
1: there. Your instinct is to fight to get it off, yeah.
2: Always, always. And of course a two-year-old, a three year old, right. their instinct is definitely get it off. Yeah. And then their parents wrestle them to the ground to keep remember when we were hearing that entire planes um landed or didn't take off because they had a two year old who wouldn't wear a mask? How ridiculous yeah. is this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're lucky now if they don't get arrested for that.
2: That's right. That's right. I mean, come on, humanity. Just yeah. but but here's the thing. If we do indeed create our own atmosphere going mm-hmm. out around
1: us. Right.
2: Then we can change that with our own personal atmosphere. So when I walk through an airport, I don't wear a mask. I don't do it. I I would I just sort of look around uh, uh, it's much more comfortable because we're herd creatures to blend in like everyone else but i'm you know i'm trying to um be an example of uh let's just see what happens and the beauty of it is nothing happens no one says a
1: word (laughs) they think maybe you're one of the elite people that doesn't have to follow everything you know maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or it's subconsciously telling them that there's options. But
2: I'm always I think, looking for the other person without a mask. Um Yeah, and just next, go
1: over and thank them. For, I
2: would, but I have never I haven't seen anyone, and we're talking Detroit and no, Chicago and, airports, and right. Denver and Detroit. I mean big airports, and everyone is in sheep mode. And then over yeah. the loudspeaker, is it's a federal law, which, of course, is another lie.
1: It's not a law. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just like the approved vaccine. But I, I think that the mistake of saying, well, this is bad because it's not approved, is that they can approve it at any moment. It wouldn't make it any different. No, it doesn't. You know? So the approval yeah. really is irrelevant.
2: No, yeah, it's completely. And also another trick, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They
2: have the comirnaty that they say is FDA approved. Well, we don't have any of that.
1: Well, that one is approved. It's just not available. <laughs> <laughs> Minor detail. Minor. And, and they figured that was really clever. I think they're probably proud of that maneuver because now all the media is saying it's approved. Yeah. And most of the health agencies are saying it's approved. That's
2: right. They they're so clever. They're so clever these demons. They're yeah. so clever.
1: The yeah. other thing is it's always announced as an ex- you know people complain about it because it's an experimental vaccine. That's kind of an irrelevant comment too because I don't really think it's experimental. There were animal tests done on similar mRNA coronavirus vaccines and they worked fine. All the animals died. It's just yeah. not not all at once about what half a percent or something died in a short time, and the rest of them were months later, yeah. and that's being transposed into human experience now too.
2: That's yeah, correct, antibody-dependent enhancement.
1: Why, and- why are some of the officials you know, who understand this, doctors and scientists and people with good motives, they're thinking they can't really, is it that they don't understand the real situation or they understand it and think people are too weak to hear it? You know that They're the afraid, working, they' right. they
2: are they are afraid of their own jobs okay I want to give you an example. We have a a lawsuit in front of a judge here in Maine, and she said she would rule by October fifteenth. She promised us it's a it's an alliance of many, many health choice groups and health care workers, nurses and doctors, and everybody mm-hmm. all together. To bring this suit um, on behalf of what we call our health alliance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had Dr. Peter McCullough. You can't get better than him. Right. And then our our lawyer, Ron Jenkins, who does all the drafting for all of these lawsuits across the nation, working with Tom Rents, And he is brilliant. He's probably Thomas Jefferson reincarnated. And he went yeah. to Jefferson uh, in college anyway. So they present this information. It's irrefutable, irrefutable, and yet we have not heard from the judge yet. Here's what I believe, okay, and I don't know her name. Here's what I believe. She knows that in the eyes of God and in the eyes of her own soul and her own conscience, Uh she must rule to stop this mandate for healthcare workers. I mean, we now have... Uh, Three counties in my state with absolutely no EMS, no 911 numbers, three counties where you cannot call 911. Nobody's coming. We have the pediatric unit in the mid-coast completely closed. Um, We have people walking off their jobs all over the state. So I think that this judge knows what is the right thing to do by law. Right. But she also knows that if she rules... In our favor, she is going to experience massive disfavor from the uh, the political situation that is that appointed. Well, she her.
1: might have some kind of a fatal accident by coincidence. Too. Exactly,
2: exactly. And okay. so, therefore, you know, we're just praying for her because she well might. This happens all the time, right? So. Talk about being on the horns of a dilemma if you're still in the system. And what I would say to people is you don't want to work in a system that's mandating these things. You don't want to work for evil. So get out of there and do. OK, I don't know where what it's like where you are. We have help wanted
1: signs everywhere. It's, it's really, not like there's no work. Too. No, there. it's really hard to find workers.
2: Correct. So, okay, don't be a nurse for a while. Don't be an uh, ambulance driver for a while. Go work somewhere else because um, here's the beauty of the current uh, death cult. Anything that is motivated by death has within it the seeds of its own destruction. Yeah, that's true. So so it's all going to go away. Nature will win and nature wants to find a way to live. And this is a death
1: cult. So, so it's just it's calling for massive change in response. That's right. Right. Because there has to be a new parallel civilization started right away.
2: Yeah, and, and it's happening. Yeah. And it's happening. So we have, for instance, in our state, we have a whole group of healthcare people. They meet every Monday and they're setting up a new system. For right now. Wow, There's a lot of stuff we can get from veterinary supply that doesn't require a medical license.
1: Okay, right. Um,
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we're doing, those are the things. And when humans do that, now we're back to where we were before. When humans do that and you take a step forward, then God comes to meet you. And then the people and the places and the so on all come together.
1: Right. It's like that first first step has to be complete faith, though, because you know it's the right thing.
2: Yeah, it does. And it's yeah, where you have no, like, well, how, when people start to ask you questions, right? Yeah. How are you going to do it? And who's going to do the what? And blah, 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 blah. I mean, really, I started meetings in my home in December. Mm. And I said, um, this is the Underground Railroad. We're hiding Jews here. And we right. are the Jews. Right. And God is going to figure it out. And it just started that way. And now we have a website, Maine stands up, a lawyer showed up, uh, Ron, like God sent him. Um, You know, we have three lawsuits, but we have meetings all over the state now of like-minded people where we just support each other, where you can come and be hugged, where we can share food, uh, and so, this isn't like a group of doctors or a group of lawyers. This is a group of everybody. Like, right, it, right. It would never be together in the past.
1: So, you're talking about the in the group of healthcare providers that's starting the new system and and the materials that they have access to, like through the veterinary supply and all kinds of other things, herbal yeah, because things. Because
2: what what we need at this particular, just in this particular moment, we need people to not go to the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People who have access to a calming voice right. and a little oxygen. It would be nice if everyone had some ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine on board. However, um, Dr. David Brownstein uh, treated all of his COVID patients last year in Michigan.
1: Hydrogen peroxide, got, right. With
2: a nebula, nebulizer of hydrogen peroxide and a drop of blue galls. So what I'm telling everybody is get a nebulizer, get the food grade hydrogen peroxide, get some Lugol's and saline. Here's how you make saline. A half a teaspoon of good sea salt and one cup of boiling water. Boom, normal saline. I mean, these things are not hard. Right. but But you cannot wait. And I'm hearing now from so many people, you know, well, I'm in the hospital and now it's like, I'm you know kidding. that
1: that yeah. brings up a really interesting question too because because um there's no evidence of all, at all not not only do, does the foundational element of PCR procedure not constitute a diagnostic test but there's no evidence at all that there's a SARS-CoV-2 virus. That's correct. There it was there is a SARS-CoV-2 virus in the computer system. <laughs> and it was patented somewhere around 2002 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Martin's work. Martin, yep. Right. Yep. But there's no evidence at all. And the Freedom of Information Act re- requests have gone out to all kinds of authorities. Nobody can supply any sample of what it, what it is or what it looks That's like correct. or anything. That's right. So even if PCR worked, you couldn't test for it because you have nothing to compare to. Yeah. So that means none of the variants exist except in a computer as, as well and they're all waiting to be used as ammunition for more fear. That's However, right. in spite of the fact that, you know, I'm sure if there was a virus, they would have happily showed it to people because it would generate more fear, and they haven't been able to do that. But there there has been real sickness, not laboratory-diagnosed cases of COVID, but uh, clinically diagnosed. Correct. Where the lungs work fine. There's a syndrome where you can't get the oxygen. There's something in the the... You know, interface between the lung tissue, capillaries in it, and the air in the lungs that doesn't work like it's supposed to. Maybe from blood clots, micro blood clots are a possibility, but something like that syndrome. And if it doesn't come from a virus, there's a lot of theories about what that might actually be. And that's what's easily cured with the suppressed therapies, whatever it is.
2: That's correct. I mean, isn't it odd? That it's the
1: anti-parasitics that work, isn't yeah, that? Yeah, I noticed that pattern. That's really interesting. Yeah. And, Almost uh, suggests uh, that there's a lot that we don't know.
2: Well, that's very true. And Dr. Right. Kerry made has uh, actually found parasites within the shots themselves. And within the testing swabs and the masks. And, and, and within the testing swabs. You know, because the people who say, okay, well, you don't have to have the shot, but you need to be tested every week. You're that, still getting That's ready. why they give you that option, I think. That's that's, a, of course, that's that's what it is. So um, I believe that it's a combination of that they've been poisoning the air and the water for decades.
1: And especially this particular syndrome they've triggered in certain areas. Yeah. New York City, Lombardy, parts of yes. Central and South America. Yes. And it doesn't seem to spread to other cities. Right. It's just really bad there.
2: Right, right. And New York City obviously was ground zero when yeah. it all started. And you remember in Central Park where they had those tents set up. Yeah. And the people who looked in the tents saw isolates and they saw things for babies. I mean, and then that went away. Then we had the two ships, Mercy and Comfort, right. out in harbor, whatever happened there. And I mean, the
1: hospitals the- that were on TV that were overflowing.
2: Yeah. That, which were
1: empty and the doctors were dancing and doing all these skits and stuff. That,
2: that's right. That's right. I mean, there's been so much. It's going to make an amazing movie, don't you think?
1: I was thinking that, you know, <laughs> how much of it could you put into the movie? It would be incredible.
2: You could, oh, I, We're going to have, I, I talked to a couple filmmakers, these two guys from LA filmmakers. Yeah. They were in Grand Rapids, Michigan at one of the Clay Clark events. And they had come forward when Andy Wakefield needed filmmakers for uh, a new movie that he's doing. And so they came forward. But I talked okay. to two guys, and one of them said, the future belongs to the storytellers. And yeah, they've got a lot of material waiting right now. They need to get yes. up. Huh? And so what, what do we mean by that? What do we mean? We mean that it's time to tell a new story. The magnificence of humanity, of who we really are, of what right. we're really capable of. When Jesus said, these things and more ye shall do also. Yeah.
1: lying. I think that's a really deep, important statement. Yeah. I mean, if if that one thing were grasped, everything would be different. Yeah. And people wouldn't be afraid to see what the real situation is. You know, like... A lot of people who know, even if they're not afraid of losing their job, if they're a really ad- advanced doctor or scientist or somebody and they, they're safe that way, but they still say, you know, like things like this morning, I wrote back to a doctor who had said, the vaccines don't work. And I said, yeah, they do work. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to. <laughs> and almost nobody's reporting that, you know, and I, I think subconsciously it's too scary. Yeah because the real situation is there's a network of mafias controlling almost all levels of power positions now. And absolutely. they're getting and they're very organized and yeah. they're getting coordinated messages of of operations from the top level. Yeah. And at the top level, I think their intent is total extermination. And it looks to me like a ceremonial sacrifice on their part. It's not about money on that level. No. And they don't tell their servants because it would endanger morale to know that they're all targeted for termination as well. That's right. But if you have a feeling that we have power that's way beyond that, it's not threatening to know the real situation.
2: That's beautifully said. That's just beautifully put. What I say to people is it's way worse than you can imagine.
1: Yeah, and you can imagine quite a bit.
2: And you will not... Access your power, your true power. Because, you know, I've been a hay house author and I've been on the, you know, the uh, affirmations and the manifestation and all of that stuff for, yeah. for decades. However, I've always had the ability to see this is how bad it is. And there's a lot of people that go to the butterflies and rainbows because they can't look at this over well, here. Well, they
1: honestly think that that's going to keep them spiritual. And if they acknowledge the real problem, it's going to pollute them.
2: Oh, that's good. That's very good.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's a legitimate line of thinking. It's just it keeps them weak. You know, they can't can't really come up with an appropriate solution if they don't look at the whole problem.
2: (laughs) That's exactly right. It's like, okay, this is only going to get you so far. It's like um, you're living with a narcissist and after 30 years, you really get it. Yeah. You are not going to change this guy. You right. are no matter how good you are, no matter how much money you give him, you are not going to change this guy. Then right. what you have to deal with, because you've read all the self-help books and you've yeah. watched all the movies where all the narcissists actually come clean at the end and get down on their knees. And you pump. think
1: you're a failure because that hasn't happened in your case. Yeah,
2: that's right. And then you finally wake up. And then here's what I tell women in that situation. Okay, now you can leave this guy, but are you prepared? Are you prepared for the fact that he's going to have another woman in 15 minutes? Are you ready for that? Right. And it happens every time, and it's always a blow. But it's better if you have someone who can kind of coach you through it. Okay, this is going to happen, this is yeah. going to happen, this is, and then you're
1: going to be free Right. Fine. Right, right, yeah. right. And you always did have it in yourself to provide everything that you need. That's right. It's just yeah. now the narcissist is helping you realize that because you have no choice. That's it. That's so, it. So so the evil perpetrators in the world, especially at the top level, are forcing us to realize the potential that we could have not dealt with for a long time if things were easier.
2: That's correct. I mean, what happens when you're training and you want to get stronger muscles or you want to get better at push-ups or squats yeah, or whatever? You need you more, to- more weight or more reps. Yeah, and
1: more discomfort. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It doesn't
2: want to do it.
1: It just doesn't want to do it. So there's different kinds of pain, right? There's one that's warning you you're going to tear a ligament and the other one that's saying, you know, you're forcing me to grow.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right so you have to kind of know and you've got to work with some kind of coach um, either your higher power or actual physical person that right. knows that knows how to midwife you through that that moment you know like okay, make the squat lower even yeah. when your hips hurt because you haven't squatted like that since you were five
1: right but maybe also (laughs) empowers and teaches you to know the difference between the two kinds of pain yeah so that when you're on your own you don't get hurt that's right yeah so right now we're kind of at a crossroads as you've said in a lot of other videos Mm -hmm. and um i think it comes down to a consciousness test right yeah
2: yeah Absolutely, and I, I think that uh, when you are working on yourself, if you're a healer type, if yeah. you're an path type, it's going to be very hard for you to stick with this space—the the power behind your eyes. You're used to looking out there. You got to come back to yourself more and more and more. Um, but if you've grown up. Many, many healers, of course, have grown up in very dysfunctional families where they were going to heal mom or dad. Right. And so they come to a point where they realize the only person they can heal is the little kid within them. That's the only person that you can heal. But you have to yeah. be the adult now who was never there for the little you, who is, as uh, Dr. Doris E. Cohen says, um, the... It is the inner, let's say, four-year-old, seven-year-old who is running your endocrine system, your immune system, your central nervous system. The unhealed part of you is running those systems. So you wouldn't let a seven-year-old drive your car. So you must grow up. that That means you have to break that identification, right? Yeah, but they you got to grow up. You. you grow them up by. Uh, she's got a wonderful um, secret garden uh, exercise that's very powerful. It's uh, the seven steps of rebirth, and it's on her website, drdorisecohen dot com. Really life changing.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sounds valuable.
2: It's really valuable. Really, val- I've done it many, many, many times.
1: Dr. Doris E. Cohen.com.
2: Yep. And it's a DR, Doris, D.R. no period, Dr. Doris E. Cohen.com. The seven steps of rebirth.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like what you need is a balance between various things. One is being willing to be aware of the issues, the problems in yourself and outside. Yeah. Which are all connected. Yeah, And then with that awareness, not losing contact with what's supposed to guide you inside. That's it. Right.
2: Despite. Okay. So, you know, I call this a gangster planet. This is a gangster planet. This is not an easy planet. <laughs> right. Uh, and so you came down here, and it's interesting how you said you, you even kind of remembered before you took birth. I okay. see the
1: scene, yeah, the actual yeah, scene. you
2: see the scene and you go, you know, okay, are, are you ready to do this? Um, so we came here knowing on some level we wouldn't remember what the mission was. Right. And, but somehow you and I both know and everyone I talk to who is like the soul family mm-hmm. has the same feeling, which is, I'm going to take this all the way to the end. This is a hill I will die on. Um, I'm going to do it right because I've always had this feeling. Get it done to the best of your ability. Otherwise, yeah, you're going right. to have to come back and repeat it and it'll be harder. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: right.
2: And we that's sort right. of know this. We, we know this. You know, there's no proof of that. We just know it.
1: Yeah, it's the experience is the proof. And I, I think we know a lot that's not on the conscious level. Yeah. But it can be brought back. So rather than going over all the details of, you know, people think, well, what if I do if this happens? And what do I do if that happens? And I'm sure you get these requests all the time to fill in all the blanks. Yeah. And it's like get in touch with your own inner guidance that everybody has, right?
2: That's that's it. Now there's ways to do it. I'm a big fan of of um, you know things that you can use as oracles. There's a million things you can use as an oracle, including uh, praying and opening up, up the Bible and seeing what's the first verse that hits you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: you know, there's all kinds of things that are useful to do. Mm-hmm. And no oracle, no uh, pendulum, no tarot card, no oracle card is ever separate from your own consciousness.
1: Right. Do, yeah. do you remember the movie Dumbo in the 50s that came out from Disney? Yes. There's this elephant, right? He had really big ears and he felt kind of bad about that because the other kids didn't. Yeah. And um, Jiminy Cricket, ran into this mentor, Jiminy Cricket, who said, oh, this elephant could fly. You know, in other words, your particular characteristics are not a curse, they're a gift. Yeah. And he taught him how to fly. And Dumbo was really resistant. And He said, I need some tool or I can never fly. And he gave him a feather. Yes. Which is what you're talking about, I think. Exactly. And then the test came when he was falling out of a tree or off a cliff or something, and he dropped the feather. And Jiminy Cricket was on his neck talking to him, and he had like 10 seconds before he hit the ground to say, oh, it was never the feather. <laughs> that's
2: exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah.
1: All these. There's no things.
2: power in. You know, I I always laugh. Fundamentalist Christians say, oh, you know, tarot cards and pendulums. That's all evil. It's a work of the devil. It's like
1: it's black magic because I didn't memorize it from my religion.
2: You know? <laughs> that's exactly it. That's yes. right. That's right.
1: <laughs> Incredible. So this is all a spiritual learning experience I guess right Uh, yeah absolutely with very convincing actors in in the set
2: very convincing so don't you one of the things that I found myself doing all of last year Mm -hmm. I listened to Dr. Andrew Saul who is a world expert on vitamin C which is extraordinarily useful. By the way, they used to cure polio with it. You yeah. got to take enough, and you got to get to tissue saturation, which you will know when you get loose stools. So that can be right. anywhere from four thousand milligrams to fifty thousand.
1: And you but don't anyway, you don't necessarily need IV administration to do. No,
2: that, do you can do the tissue saturation orally. But anyway, right. so Andrew Saul, way back at the beginning of this last summer, he's saying that they he was sending tons of this to China. And given all of the stuff that vitamin C does, and then his interviewer looked at him and said, uh, "So, if it's this effective, why don't people know? I mean, why isn't this used all over the place?" He looked right at the camera and he said, "Satan." Yeah. <laughs> and
1: laughed. The rest I is details. Uh,
2: yeah, and then I just, um, so, you know, I sort of spent last year, get thee behind me Satan. like, come on. And the stuff that came at me was so ludicrous. One of my favorites, of course, being the graph conspirituality on the Q-slope. Someone sent me that. There's a couple of old yoga teachers who have a podcast called Conspirituality, you know, and they begin to attack me and Dr. Kelly Brogan, and and I found it. Just amusing. Like, first of all, who has this kind of time? Like, what what are you doing? Like, you've you've created a whole new word, and now you got a graph, Conspirituality on the Q Slope, and Kelly Brogan's sin, as she's questioning the germ theory. I don't know what my sin was, but I beat Kelly. I, I knew I was higher up on the graph. And I thought, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I uh, I just have to laugh. And I think this is important. You look at these people and you laugh. They can't. They have no humor. They have no humor. And uh, so my feeling is if they're the kind of vampires I think they are, you know, if they're out in the sunlight, their skin cracks, they don't want to be out in the light. And right. our job is to laugh at them.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. That's a whole different attitude. It ruins the plan.
2: It, it, and it does. And it does. In fact, I notice with all the people that I'm with, the the patriots and the holistic health people and all of that, uh-huh. we have a lot of laughs. There's a lot of musicians. There's a lot of singing. There's a lot of dancing. There's a lot of great yeah. food. There's not any fundamentalism, except that I did meet a fundamentalist guy at this thing, um, health freedom for humanity. He was into what's called looping, and looping was drinking your own urine as a healing thing. Wow. And uh, I, you know, it. my my whole body just goes no. But I'm willing. I'm willing to look at everything, you sure. know. But my body goes. We're not doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you paid attention to that.
2: <laughs> uh, of course, I did. And and the thing is, he had the in the moment the pressured speech. Like, I have the only way.
1: Right, exactly. And
2: and I just think that that is something we need to back away from. Yeah. I have the only way. It's never going to be like that on Earth, ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so what happened with that situation where he was oh, trying to convince people?
2: Um, he gave a lecture, and I suppose there are people who think that's a good idea to try that and yeah. more power to them. I mean, I've read about this before, back in the 80s, urine therapy. Right. But, you know, my feeling is that um, the sweat on the skin, menstrual blood, exhaled air, urine and feces are the contaminants that the body's getting rid of. This Mm -hmm. is not something that one imbibes once again.
1: Exactly. And some of the things that are known as sickness are the same thing. Yeah. Really interesting
2: yeah that's oh. right, that's right. The symptoms are often just detox, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah exactly. so since we're you know running out of our little time here what yeah. how can people follow what you're doing and any indications of where it's going, you know your activities, what you're looking forward to in the near future
2: okay uh drnorthrop.com my website and okay. I'd love it if everyone would sign up for the e-news that will tell you everything that I am doing. Okay. I have a very active Telegram channel and also I'm on MeWe most active though on Telegram. Okay. Uh, we have many 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 things on the on the website, all of my blogs. I have a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is Straight Women's Health. It's nothing about this narrative It's nothing about COVID Mainly because I'd like to keep the channel
1: Yeah, women's health is not censored at the moment Yeah,
2: no, it's not I do have a, a large Facebook page mm-hmm. I try to get on as much as I can But it's very interesting that very, very often I can't get on with my computer And my phone, my iPad And no one can figure it out I have my ideas about why that is Because I have, right. almost, you know, I've got over half a million People on Facebook, but um you know, I I know that I'm this close to losing the entire channel. I've lost two big Instagram channels, wow. so Telegram is where I put all the all the main stuff. I'm going to be in uh, the Boston area with uh, Scott McKay, Patriot Street Fighter, on October 27th. That's a Wednesday in Abington. Um, Massachusetts, I think that's going to be like five to nine, something of that nature. I'm going to be this Saturday in Bangor, Maine, at a frontline doctors event okay. in Portland, Maine. Um, a lot of stuff. All of my slides from my uh, Clay Clark event are available for free at Maine Stands Up. .org. So I want people to have the visuals uh, so that you, you two could use these uh, in a presentation if you'd like. So okay. org And our lawsuits are there. And quite frankly, you wouldn't have to read a single book. Just read the lawsuits. They are so beautifully crafted. They're so well referenced that the entire PSYOP will be outlined for you. Wow. In, in these lawsuits, and by the way, in April, we asked our Maine CDC to please give us the cycle threshold that they were using for the PCR test in Maine. I wow. happen to know from another thing that it was 45. Wow. Uh, I wanted April, to
1: make really sure it was high oh, enough. Oh,
2: really sure. Yeah. So in April, we filed that suit. And all we asked them was for some discovery. And they have not answered yet. Sooner or later someone is going to have to answer. The other thing I'd like everyone to know Mm -hmm. about is the Medicare and Medicaid data directly from a whistleblower in the government. And that's on rents, R-E-N-Z hyphen law.com. And you can get all of the data documenting that there has been at least 48,000 deaths in the first two weeks after getting the shot. That is the Medicare and Medicaid data that is United States data, it's irrefutable.
1: Didn't and they fix that by saying more recently that if you die in the first two weeks, then you were unvaccinated?
2: Yeah, well, that's what they're doing. But these are the actual deaths and they've got the data there. Okay. So okay. It's, it's there and you go to rents-law.com and as Tom says, the court of public opinion is as important as the slowly grinding wheels of justice. So I want people to spread this information far and wide, because at this point, what I hear is, you know, you are the news. We are the news. Very few people are watching CNN. Uh, I'll also be in Dallas in um, December and then in Phoenix in January. This is with the Clay Clark group. So his website is time to free america.com okay those are wonderful conferences just everybody gets together and there's there's beautiful prayer and spirit and you know the right politicians i right i don't spend any time on politics i think both parties should be abolished and that they're both dirty as anything so i don't spend any i don't expect anything from any politicians, we've got two legislators here in Maine who I adore. They're wonderful
1: women. Wow. I trust
2: them, but I don't. You know, in general, the the system needs to go away.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally <laughs> yeah. agree. So all your schedule events are on uh, time to free america dot com.
2: Well, those are the Clay Clark events. So okay. the the schedule of events is generally Northrop dot com. Okay, um, but Telegram is. Uh, always at the moment telegram is is the is the good one to follow for all of up to the minute stuff see we're like all of us who are in the disinformation dozen Mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure that we keep the channels we have exactly as you know the deep state is capable of taking down a website taking away paypal accounts uh general flynn they took away his credit cards and his access to a bank so these are the things that they that they can do i don't know much about general flynn and i'm certainly not in that position
1: right um, but we you know but paypal has the ai in place now to cut off conversations if you bring up the wrong d- discussion
2: oh they do okay. yeah i've experienced
1: good. that
2: oh good to know so i generally speak in code you know so the yeah. the shot is the. Uh, The juice or the jibber-jabber
1: or something of that nature. Yeah, sarcasm is an untapped potential field for (laughs) communication. Yes,
2: it is. is.
1: (laughs) It's like having a code with footnotes. That's
2: exactly right. Just reverse
1: everything I'm saying and you can listen and we won't get censored. That's right. For the moment. I mean, I think they're working hard on AI that catches sarcasm, but they don't have it yet.
2: (laughs) See, this is the thing. I don't think that that kind of vibration can work in the uh, human realm of creativity and compassion and empathy and humor. I don't think it works up there. It works yeah. in the cyborg area. Um, I saw on, uh, I think it's Unilever where they have, you know, a robot hand and then a human
1: hand. Cause uh, yeah. Yeah. Like we're supposed to merge.
2: That that we're, Yeah. Well, that's the only way that these, uh what Oracle Girl calls high frequency, high frequency negative beings. She said they have to, they're trying to combine with biology because yeah. they're on the way out. They can't survive. So yeah. they've taken uh, Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel, Adam and God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it's now robot and human. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. It no, may I happen don't think so. for a bunch of people, though, if they go into the Matrix, which I've always said is a documentary.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to find the filmmaker for that. Yeah. Anyway, um, we have a lot more to talk about. Maybe you'll have time to come back at some point. That would be fun.
2: All right. I'm Great. just really
1: grateful that you're in the world right now. Thank you. And Thank you. Hold on. We'll say goodbye in the break here. Great. Okay, you guys, that was Dr. Christian Northrup. And um, incredible person. I Look at her books. They're all listed on our website, drnorthrup.com. And she gave us. I wrote hurried notes down here on the piece of paper in front of me. She gave us so many interesting um, websites that are important information. Uh, Trying to, you know, you get them all in the in the recording of this of this um, discussion. But I'm thinking, any to mention to you in particular? She said that blessed for frequency dot com is really important. Uh, a guy named Gene Decode because he was, um, he, she, she talked about the procedures and protocols for, uh, various conditions. And he has a lot of those important ones on his website, blessedforfrequency.com. And then another very important guy, Robert Michael, um, pr- private, I, scribbled my notes and barely able to see them here Uh, privateestatetrust.org and that's about using the law system to reclaim your status as a natural person instead of a subject of the state and much more i mean you this might be a discussion that you would want to review more than once if you have time and i thought Wow, she's doing incredible work. All of her books, as I said, are mentioned on her site, com, and they're avail- all available. Uh, but her work now is taking a different turn, as she said, trying to wake people up to do kind of what Peggy Hall was talking about, starting a parallel civilization from scratch in as short of a time as possible. So as the old one collapses, the new one becomes available and helps people who are displaced out of positions that they can't in good conscience continue anymore. So stay up to date with her on her website. And she said she's got a big, um not only Instagram, but mainly Telegram channel, and stay in touch that way. So I'm going to do that too. And I recommend it, great person, incredible doctor, example of somebody who survived medical school with their intelligence and common sense intact, proving that anybody can do it. And all of us have been through many types of programming and we can regain our lost natural state from that as well. Very encouraging, inspiring person. So I think everything was said that needs to be said. Uh, lostartsradio.com will show where we're still allowed to be on the air i don't think this one will air on some of the big channels that will remain unnamed at the moment uh, because we're trying to maintain those as long as we can Um, but stay in touch with us wherever we disappear from no matter what on lostartsradio.com and if you want to help us stay on the air and continue the work then there's a Donate button that we'd appreciate using if you have the resources to do that. And even if you don't, um, you can help a lot just by sharing the links, helping us get by the sensors. We can also be supported on Subscribestar link, which is near the top of Lost Arts Radio page. And that one actually is Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio. And remember that we've got Saturday show, 430 Pacific and 7 30 eastern u.s time that's on current events called lost arts radio live this one you're listening to has to be pre-recorded because most of the guests that we invite on the show have schedules that don't match any live times we could do so that's why we do it this way and it's uh, allowing us to get a lot of incredible people on here i think that's the main thing and as dr northrop would agree i'm sure now after just talking to her um Taking care of yourself is the most generous thing you can do to help the world. So don't let your health slide. Uh, get back in touch with natural healing principles. Use them, you know, when you can get off deadly drugs, um, even if you need a doctor's help or, or on your own, uh, whatever is appropriate in your situation, that would be a really good idea. Uh, I would say the same thing about recreational drugs and Alcohol and tobacco and nicotine and all and marijuana, all these things they offer uh, the mirage of momentary escape or or calming down, but they obscure the way superior ways of doing that that are within your own system, and those have no negative side effects at all. In fact, real medicine as these great doctors recognize. Doesn't have any bad effects either, whether you call them side effects or real effects or anything. Uh, they're out of touch with what uh, Hippocrates said, do no harm, your first order as a healing person or a doctor. Don't. He didn't say, don't do too much harm, and if only certain people die from your treatment, it's okay. He said, don't do any harm at all. Do no harm. Yeah. And, you know, self-defense excluded, I think that applies to all of us. So lost arts radio live on saturday afternoons and then a half hour after that show ends we've got the meeting of planetary healing club in which we go over uh forbidden health information that we're still allowed to talk about on a private platform and a lot of the consciousness work that underlies that and we were talking about on the show with dr Northrop is really the essence of what humanity is going through right now consciousness comes back in a normal way and nobody's going to go along with suicidal orders ever so you can start that yourself and it spreads it's quite exciting actually planetary healing com is the access point and i think that's about it so take care of yourself and have a good week and we'll look forward to seeing you here next time take it easy
3: introducing lost arts radio on subscribestar.com Just go to Subscribestar.com slash LostArtsRadio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com slash live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on Big Tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash Radio or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brighteoncom channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.
0: We didn't ask to be born. We didn't sign up for this. This messed up world with all its broken machines that we inherited.